Welcome to the audio ministry of Nanda Flora Williams. She is a speaker, author, psalmist, and coach. As you listen, be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Father, I dedicate spirit life as a church. But let anybody that steps into this mandate encounter the fire of God. Anything outside the fire of God in our life, every altar against the fire of God, we curse to die in Jesus' name. Every abomination, every strange fire, every single thing that is contending for the glory of God in our life, we silence, we uproot, we destroy, we disallow in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Acts chapter 1. Hallelujah. Our God is worthy to be praised. He baptized us with his Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord he put upon you. Beauty for ashes. The prison doors respond to yoke breaking unction. Acts chapter 1. I'm reading the Passion Translation from verse 1 says, And he shared meals with them, and Jesus instructed them. See that again. Instructed them. Thank you very much. He instructed them. Lord, instruct me. Lord, instruct me. Give God permission to instruct you. Ask him, Lord, instruct me. It is only those that are enlisted in the army of God that are instructed by God. God doesn't give instructions to everybody. Listen to me. You see these lights. I have these very powerful lights in front here. All over the studio. They're called intelligent lights. When I tell them to pan, they pan. When I say turn red, they turn red. I have a device called a DMX controller. If I want it to spin around, I press a button, it spins around. Why? I bought the light. <laughs> I want it to shine. It was created and designed to shine. It was wired to shine. There are in instruments on the inside that there's a ballast on the inside that ignites. And when it ignites, you even hear the sound. Electricity goes through the ballast and light comes on. God designed you to ignite when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Ha! The Holy Spirit is my ignition. Ha! Verse 5. John baptized you with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was showing them what they should emphasize and focus on, they became distracted with politics. Very important that verse 6 is sandwiched between this promise because we can miss the lesson there. The Bible says in verse 6, every time they were gathered together, say every time, it says every time they gathered, every single time. Every single time, 
every single time. I know this sounds annoying. Every time, every time, every time. Until Jesus, I mean, they always ask him, Jesus, is it time for you to free Israel and restore your kingdom? These Romans that have been persecuting us, set us free, Lord. It's time for God to take the mountain of politics. Hallelujah. The mountain of education, the mountain of entertainment. Listen, many times, if we don't hear God, we will do what is in our head and we'll miss God because we misinterpret the season. And see how he answered them here. He answered them as if he was off point. The father is the one that set the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You're not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared for his authority. But, this is important. Verse 8. But, I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Listen, the Holy Spirit coming upon you is more important than any political agenda, than any job, than any single thing on the earth today. The most important thing on the earth, on the planet today is the will of God, not your job, not who is president. It doesn't matter if the president changes. It doesn't matter if you lose your job or get your job. Those things are irrelevant when you begin to talk about the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Cool. Should we work? Yes. Should we provide for our family? Yes. But some things are more important. Woo! The state of your heart with the Holy Spirit is more important than the state of your pocket financially. He said you'll be filled with power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea and the distant provinces even to the remotest places on the earth. They are talking about setting Jerusalem free. The Lord is showing them that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there's a global and eternal perspective you have. Oh. May the Lord lift you from knowing yourself after the flesh. Knowing your friends after the flesh. Knowing Christ after the flesh. Knowing even your assignments after the flesh. May we not relegate our slingshot to the dimensions of men. Selah. You might be a teacher. You might be an athlete. You might be a musician. You might be a tailor. You might be a designer. It doesn't matter. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, that initial local mentality becomes an eternal global capacity. You join with a heavenly resource. Eternity backs you. <laughs> you cannot fail when you die to your agenda and you say, God, let your will be done. Whew. Hallelujah. Guys, you know, generally I don't, I don't know anyway, but I generally try not to get too excited. I can't help myself though. How many people need the fire of God? I do. I don't know about you. This week, as we go, we're going to have, as we come to the end of the month, first, second, third, we are consecrating it as a time where we just wait on God and fast. Every, whether it's Monday or Sunday, it doesn't really matter. First, second, third of every month, we consecrate to the Lord. You choose the days you want to pray and fast, but as a church, 
First, second, third. Bam. We're going to be seeking God for a fresh fire. We're just going to say, Lord, baptize me afresh. Introduce me again to the different dimensions of your glory. We read it earlier on. I'll read it again. Acts 1.8 But you shall receive. Turn to somebody. Say receive. Turn to another person. Tell them. Say receive power. Anytime you see the word power, that means there's opposition. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witness. Very quickly, there's no witnessing without power. Every argument, every intellectual discourse, every tendency that we think we can impress people with our good looks, with our eloquence, it's the power of God that arrests the hearts of men. I've stopped trying to be a magician. I just let God do his thing. Say power. Come on, say it. Say power to be a witness. I receive power to be a witness. Last week I said, let's pray for opportunities to be able to touch a soul. I shared a testimony how some years back, every single day I used to pray. I said, Lord, let me be able to minister to somebody. Most of the time, you are in isolation. How can you be a witness? Hey, you've got a phone. The Holy Spirit can use this computer, this instrument. You can make a call prophetic to somebody. You can begin to pray and God will bring something to your mind. God can show you a picture of God. The word of knowledge can begin to flow without the pulpit. Oh, you think you need a pulpit? The Bible says the word was without form and void and the spirit of God fluttered. Once the word of God is deployed, the spirit of God is activated. Hallelujah. All you need is alignment. When you align with the spirit of God and the word of God, whoo, eternity takes over time. Whew, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 11, Acts. I said we were going to do a Bible study, but I've just done a bit of a preach. May the Holy Spirit have his way. Acts 11, 15 to 16, the Passion Translation states, Shortly after he began to speak, the Holy Spirit, what? was poured out. Notice in Acts 1.8, you said you shall receive power. 15, 11.15 says the Holy Spirit was poured upon them. Just like what happened to us at the beginning. And I remember the word the Lord had told us. John immersed you in water, but you will be immersed in the Holy Spirit. Let me round up. Let me round up. I just need to make some concluding statements. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It means you are immersed, saturated, completely taken over. Ah. <laughs> uh. A few things happen when the Holy Spirit baptizes us. And that is why I'm going back to saying, Lord, baptize me afresh. You see this symbolism of baptism that they do when they sprinkle water on you. It's a misrepresentation of what the Spirit of God does. 
Spirit of God doesn't sprinkle a token. No, he sweeps you off your feet. It's powerful. It's explosive. Like we read, it's a raging fire. I checked up the word and that word endured. It means dunamis. It's from that word we get the word dynamite. So basically, the Holy Spirit is explosive adornment. It's being adorned with explosive fire and capacity. Capacity to purge and cleanse you and to touch other lives. That's what we are receiving. Oh, hallelujah. Am I just preaching myself happy or are we seeing the word this morning? Can we go into our world neglecting such a great salvation? Apart from the fact that you are adorned with the fire of God, an exchange takes place. He says, receive. When you receive something, the way you speak changes. When you are blessed, for example, someone transfers some money to your bank account, your clothes will change. You are able to do some things you could not do before. Listen, when the Spirit of God comes into your life, you are able to be energized with fresh power. You are able to actually receive. I checked that word. It means you admit the Spirit of God. It means you is offered and you take it up. You don't refuse or reject. It means to actually give access. That's what that word means. I don't want to go into too much Greek, but it means to give access. Most of us that we think we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, we are not. Because we've not given him access. We have not accepted him. Some people, they might smile, but they are smiling. But even when you see the smile, it's almost painful because even their face, the smile they give you is a very interesting smile. They are smiling at you, but you know this smile is not from the heart. <laughs> and that's the same thing we do to the Holy Spirit. We say we receive you Holy Spirit, but really, it's not from the heart. Let me end with the Greek. It's the Greek word lambano. And it means to take by the hand, to lay hold of. Huh. It means to take up as in being carried. It means to take upon oneself. It means to carry away without the notion of violence. It means to remove. It means, it means to make one's own. It means to transfer ownership. Ooh. It means to procure, to claim. I'm going to stop. We'll continue next week. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that you've been blessed, encouraged, and transformed to go out and make a difference.